Welcome to Lever Up Your Life. I'm Nate Barger. I went from prison time and bankruptcy to now owning over $200 million in real estate. I wanna show you guys all the mistakes I made so you don't make the same mistakes. It's time you create massive wealth for yourself. Guys, welcome to Lever Up Podcast. We got an amazing guest, Coach Burt. How you doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm ready to lever up. Let's do this. Hey, hey hold on, man. I sound like the coach. I'm yelling. I'm screaming. You the calm coach. <laughs> so whenever I go against the calm coach in life, I'm scared. I'm like, hold on, man. He ain't yelling and screaming. Yeah. He's got something planned. So, yeah, I spent, you know, over, over a decade throwing chairs and clipboards and locker room yelling. And, eating uh, towels. You know, Did so you eat I towels? <laughs> I didn't eat towels like Carcanian, but I, but but I was really really intense, and not always positive in those days. You know, I have learned to be intense and positive. Uh, early in my career, I was intense and negative. The more the more intense I became, the more negative I became, and I didn't win any championships during that period. So wow. uh, at twenty five, I made it in my mind I was gonna I was gonna be intense, but I was gonna be really positive with people. Now, what made you flip that switch when you did that? I, I wasn't getting the results I, I felt like I could get. And every summer in Tennessee, they had a, a team called the Nike team. And the Nike team was the basically the 12 best players in Tennessee. And they hand-selected the five best coaches. So it was kind of an all-star team of players and an all-star team of coaches. And I was coaching this team. And one of the other coaches, who was a major head coach too, was he was real intense and he was real positive. And I just watched and observed how players responded to that dude. And I called him over one day and I said, man, I noticed something about you. You're real intense, yet you stay real positive. And the players love it. And he said, nobody ever said you had to go negative when you got intense. And mm. that one statement, that one statement changed me because I, I wasn't getting, I was winning 20 games a year, but I couldn't win a championship. I couldn't get the players to play through a lot of adversity. And man, I was like, I don't know if I'd be excited about playing for me. I don't think it's them. I think it's me. So I went back and I and I just did some introspection and I and I said, man, I'm going to be intense and positive. And I began to embrace that. And that has served me very well. Then I went on to win championships. Then I went on to, you know, write books. Then I went on to, to help a lot of people. So, and, and we're going to get to your book a little later on. So I said, flip that switch because that's the name of your book, which I think is an amazing title. But... You know, today you're successful, you've coached, you've won, you've done it at every level. Um, you know, you're, 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 you know, financially secure, self-made millionaire. And, mm -hmm. but what, you know, how did you start off? How do the people relate to people like me and you who, oh yeah, they made it. But, you know, I hear one of the biggest, um, things that I hear people say is that, well, yeah, you know, you're, you must be living off daddy's money. Right. So, or, or, you know, so tell us, take us back to your childhood. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I grew up in a real small town in Tennessee. And when I say real small, less than 2,500 people, uh, less than 10,000 people in inside the County lines. I, I grew up with a single mom who did, was did you guys have a stoplight in the town? We had, uh, I want to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say four. Okay. okay. I'm going to say four stoplights. No Walmart. You can, you can measure a city if it's big enough. It has a Walmart. We, yeah. Yeah. I think, you, I think it's 25,000 people is what you need to get a Walmart. Okay. 
All right. So we had a dollar general store. That's what we had. And, uh, and, uh, you know, but, but my mom worked a lot because she was trying to make it. And so I grew up really on a baseball field in a gym, uh, being, being around a lot of coaches and that I observed and had big revelations early in life that good coaches could change people's lives. And I observed how coaches steward, help people steward their potential. I observed how coaches gave direction. I observed, and I, I kind of had this revelation that everybody needed a good coach in their life. And so 15 started coaching junior pro, 18 an elementary basketball coach, 19 went to the second largest high school in Tennessee as a coach while I was in college. Wow. 22 became the youngest. Yeah. So I knew early 22 became the head coach and then, and then took and you were the youngest, to you were the youngest head coach ever in Tennessee at the time. Yeah. Is that still stand? I think it is, man. I was 22, and that's that's young. And I was right out. I literally graduated on a Saturday. I, I got the head coaching job the next Thursday. I had been there for three years as an assistant, but I was thrown in the deep end early, and I made a lot of mistakes from 22 to 25. That was real negative. Thought I was going to, you know, bring a real discipline to the program, but but I didn't. I didn't bring it the right way, and so I started to really see a shift in my coaching career at 25 when I began to shift. And um, and so from 25 to 31, experienced a lot of growth, went on to build a national championship program. And then I retired at 31 years old to coach uh, people. And it was because it was not because I set out to do that. I really was going to be a college coach. I was going to be a major division one coach. That was my dream. And I started writing books at 25 years old. And by 31, I had four books out in the market and I was just getting requests to speak and coach adults. And uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was it was financially more rewarding for me. And I also enjoyed the freedom that I didn't have from 20 to 30 when I was working 80 hours a week, mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. week, although I still work really hard. Uh, but I just kind of said, man, this is going to be my next chapter. And, and that decision at 31 has now turned into 15 years of building a you know multi-million dollar coaching company. And now I speak, coach, train, lead, license, publish. Uh, I do uh, probably have a real estate portfolio of, I don't know, 20, 25 million. And, and, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm really an entrepreneur, man, just to be honest with you. You are. And I'm a creative. And, 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 and yeah, so, so I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I just use speaking and coaching as a way to, to broker a lot of opportunity. And, and I say, you don't need more money. You need more people. The people have the money. And so I speak a lot to get in front of people, to collect data, to follow up, to do partnerships, to do deals, to, you know, find the next big opportunity. No, absolutely, man. And um, man, kudos to you to all your success. And, you know, I do real estate. I love real estate. Um, so let's talk about you're an entrepreneur, self-made yep. millionaire. What are some of the things that coming from... And I know a lot of my audience can relate to this. You know, we come from broken families, single mother, you know, my, my father yeah. and mother, both alcoholics, blue collar. You know, I was always taught the harder, the harder you work, you know, the luckier you get. But the truth of the matter is once you become wealthy, you realize that's not, that's not true. Everything that we've been taught, they teach you to save money. Saving money doesn't really get you there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what is it that you could tell the younger people, because you are a great coach in many aspects, that are looking to maybe go to college, that are lost, that just don't know what they're going to do with their life? What would, you, what would you tell somebody if you had one thing you could tell them to change their life? Go for the mentor over the money. 
Yes. I think, I think, I think the smartest thing I did is I really had a lot of mentorship from 18 to 25. I was a deep disciple of Covey, which was big on the whole person theory, how to enter engineer people. And, uh, that changed my life. That book and changed still, my life too, still, brother. That's the yeah, book that changed still, my life. The seven habits. So we got that in common because brother, that I was, book, I was at the time I was a drug dealer. And I had wow. millions of dollars, but I had absolutely no idea what the hell I was going to do with my life. And my partner, mm-hmm. Michael, I'm still partners with today, and we own about $250 million in real estate. Um, he, um, he gave me this book, and it was called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Well, brother, I didn't just read that book. I became that book. And isn't yep. it crazy how in one week, that book transformed my life from going to think about things to knowing that you could just go do them. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you say these are the habits of the top, you know, top people in the world, you know, one of the things I teach now are the habits of the top 1% and people are really fascinated by those habits of the top performers. And and you could be a top performer, a firefighter. You could be a top performer, police officer. You could be a top performer, a high school basketball coach. And does doesn't necessarily mean, Money, although many of those habits are the top 1% of money earners. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would tell young people to pursue uh, a curiosity and, you know, to, to, to go, go study under someone. If you study mastery, mastery is typically four to seven years working under a master. You observe, you watch, you work alongside, you see how they connect to people, how they, how they do deals, how they work the play, then you practice what you see the master do for four to seven years. And then you ultimately become one of those masters. And there's not enough of that that happens in today's world. And so what I'm finding as a coach is people are not skilled. They do not have a hard skill. Um, they don't know how to monetize that skill. Mm-hmm. They don't have any confidence that they can monetize that skill because they don't know what their skill is. So a big part of my coaching is helping people find package market and monetize a primary skill. And my primary skill is deconstructing concepts, codifying those concepts, packaging those concepts, and then marketing and monetizing those concepts, whether it be books, programs, retreats, boot camps, ideas. And that's really what I teach people how to do. But most people do not know what their primary skill is, and they don't have a hard skill that they know how to monetize. Man, that's great. So you are you are in Nashville, right outside of Nashville. And you got a book. You got you got several books, but what's your new book coming out called? The Flip new the book switch. is called Flip the Switch. Yeah. And Tell that's us about my that 17th a little bit. Book. That wait, wait, yeah, wait. I, you say seventeenth book? Seventeen. Wow. Yep. Yep. I've wow. been pick, I've been spitting out a lot of books over the last 10, 15, 20 years. I, I wrote my first book at twenty five. Really didn't know what I was doing the first couple books. My third book, this ain't no practice life. So you're was a master for me. You're, you, you've got your mastery in it now, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I think it's taking me a few to figure it out, but uh, but you know, I I am fascinated by by not motivation, which is to move or inspiration. I am really fascinated by activation, which is how do you activate a deep drive inside of a person? And I and I came across this concept called prey drive. P R E Y. D-R-I-V-E. It's prevalent in animals. A a dog has a prey drive. It is the dog's instinct to stalk, capture, and kill prey. And when I saw that, I go, man, I've been doing that my whole life. And I said, humans have a prey drive. Mm -hmm. And it is not their ability to stalk, capture, and kill. It's their ability to see, 
And like you with your real estate, you see it, you pursue it, you capture it. And, and, but there's a bigger play here. It, it, and so I trademark prey drive in humans. I'm the only person who could talk about it that way in humans on planet earth. And, um, and I basically took the top 20 motivational theories. I deconstructed those theories. I codified those theories. And then I kind of came out with my own theory and I called it prey drive, flip the switch, how to activate the drive inside of you to achieve a freakish level of success. And what I'm looking for is how do I help people peak up like an athlete, like an artist, like an entertainer? How do they find a drive inside of them? And, and so I begin studying what really activates this drive. And I found fear activates it. Uh, mm. Embarrassment activates it. Uh, competition can activate it. Really, when you've been good and screwed over, that'll activate it. Um, and so I wrote this book. It's coming out in January through McGraw-Hill, being all the bookstores and everywhere in the world. And, and it's really the sci my science of 30 years of, of doing this with first kids, now adults, and I call it activating the prey drive, which is your instinct to pursue. You know, I've never really got into the, the real estate at the level you have, but I've always had an instinct to do that, to pursue it. Well, so prey drive is that instinct, but the instinct alone doesn't really do it. You need the persistence and you need the intensity and you need to go, okay, I'm going to get in this game. I'm going to raise capital. I'm going to do it. And if I don't know how to do it, there's somebody out there who does you know, know how to do we'll it. We'll find out who does. Yeah, and, and, and you you get into that kind of self and who, not how. You don't get caught up in the mechanics of how yeah. to do it. You just... Let, let, let me you, add you on that a minute for the viewers. Yeah. So nine years ago, guys, I was bankrupt. 2004, I read The Seven Habits. I was still a mm -hmm. drug dealer. In August of 2004, I got my last bale of weed back. I was getting 330 pounds in every trip. And I was making $242,000 in profit every trip. I was getting it mm -hmm. for... 575 and selling it for 1400 you do the math mm. well mm. i had millions of dollars but i had nothing to do with it um and i didn't really all i really wanted was a legit way to make money so i could have a, a wife and kids that's what i really wanted but i didn't come from any of that type of upbringing or anybody around me and so you know i went on for you know, the next year and I would go and I would just, I would, I would study and I would, you know, self-educate myself. And mm -hmm. what I found was that prey that you're talking about that only you can talk about, but since I'm on a call with you, I can talk about it. Yeah. It was That's the right. desire wasn't money. The desire yeah. had to be deeper than that because when you talk about doing these deals and, 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 and you become wealthy and you don't need the money anymore. What's the purpose of it? And it's what he's talking mm -hmm. about. It's the prey. It's it's the seeking yep. and the hunting and the the challenge of the deal, right? You you know, you ever seen a yep. cat and he plays with the mouse and then he and then he kills the right. mouse, and he just lets it sit there. You think, well, ain't you gonna eat it? Nah, I didn't really, <laughs> I just wanted to capture it. So I think yep. it's the same thing you're talking about. It's that human, that intuitive that 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 you know that we have to go out and conquer. Now, what's interesting is I'm a, because I'm a former coach, a, an athletic coach, I study a lot of percentages, right? And uh, I play the percentages. Here's a stat that'll blow your mind. 87% of people live their entire lives and never find their purpose, never really pursue their potential, never really pursue their potential. So, you know, uh, I think it was Ed Milet asked me, what, 
what problem does the book solve? Because I was getting these endorsements from a lot of top people. And I said, man, it solves the problem of of exposure to activation because many people live their entire lives and never have that revelation you had. Think about if he wouldn't have given you the book, The Seven Habits. Think about yeah. if, you, you know, you could have just gone along the path you were going on. So he exposed you to something. So exposure is an activator of prey drive. And, and some people go their whole lives, never read a book. My wife was one of those people. She did drugs every day for three years from 21 to 24. I didn't know her during that period of her life. I was a basketball coach. She quit drugs, cold turkey. Her, her company, Verizon, sent her to one of my workshops at 30. They told her she had potential. She should go see this coach. And what I really did for her is activate her drive. So now my wife's writing her own books. She manages all of our real estate. She raised three beautiful kids. She's a big uh, partner in everything we do. Oh, so the, the, kids, and, the kids look like her. <laughs> well, you know, one of them looks like me. The other two, I told, I told her, I, you know, this, is, this is funny. The last one, we have a seven, eight week old and I was looking at her and I was like, I don't know if this looks like my kid. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, she's only seven weeks old. And uh, Natalie said, I think she looks like me. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this one looks like my kid, but, but nonetheless, uh, my wife's prey drive was activated. And I use that story to illustrate all she needed was a coach. All she needed was somebody to, to activate her potential. Mm. Potential is an idea of kinetic energy that's stored until activated. Everybody has potential, but that potential must be activated. And you could live your whole life and never activate it. So 87% so, of the people never yep. have their prey drive activated is what it comes down to. Yeah, because they never pursue their purpose. So they never, they never... They've just lived the life that they've been given. Would you they, say they their purpose is also their passion? Yeah, I have a different theory than a lot of people. And this is a little controversial, what I'm about to say. Uh, I don't believe, uh, after coaching for 30 years, I don't believe a person has to find their why to do something big in the world. I actually believe your purpose finds you when you are pursuing something you you may or may not even be interested in. Typically, you're interested in it. But, but, but you pursue a curiosity and then by pursuing the curiosity, you get into it and you go, man, I like this. This is good. And then you go deeper and then you refine the skill. And then you wake up one day and you go, man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is my purpose. And so I didn't, I didn't necessarily find it. I think it kind of found me. Mm -hmm. And so chapter, chapter three of the new book, and it may be a subsequent book, uh, it's called screw your why. You know, a lot of people mm. say, find your why. And I think, I think Simon Sinek is a genius. So please everybody hear me. I'm, I'm a big Simon Sinek fan, but I do not philosophically agree that you got to find it to do something big. Okay. I actually believe it finds you when you are trying to do something mm -hmm. and, uh, but, but it never finds you sitting at home and it never finds you when you're whining and pouting. And it typically never finds you when you're stagnant. It finds you when you are actually pursuing I didn't know I was going to do this for a living. If you would ask me at 25 years old, so man, you would be traveling and speaking and owning real estate. And I would have just laughed at you, man. I'd be like, what? I'm, I'm a basketball coach. You know, I make 50 grand a year. I'm happy. Um, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. My mind, then I started self-development, being around big time people. And that's like, man, I, I'm a level 10 person stuck in a level four vehicle. Mm. And I need to go find my level 10 opportunity. And that's when I started my business. And that is, that is exploded bigger than, than I ever thought. Now I have insurance agencies, you know, um, involved in all kinds of things, you know, that's, that's turned out to be a good deal for me. No, man, I, I am a big fan of that. Um, 
you know, it's just self-educating and getting around the right people who can activate you. I never understood that it was that prey drive, but that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and and yeah. I never understood that it was, fl- I, I knew it was flipping the switch, but I didn't know it was the prey drive. And that's exactly what yeah. it is. Because once mm-hmm. they get that, and I, and I used to say this, man, if a man is backed into a corner, he's going to do two yep. things. He's going to come out swinging or he's going to give up. And I said 99% yep. of the time he's going to come out swinging. I said the problem with our society is we allowed him to just sit in a corner. And we and here goes yep. a little bit. Here goes a little bit. Here goes a little bit. So if you guys yep. are one of those people, um, man, you need to go out and get Coach, Coach Burt's book. Just the title alone, I got to get that book, brother, because I got I got to see what that's all about. Um, like yeah, it's said, really my life's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's um and then some. What are some of the other things that you teach? In the and what are some of the other things that you teach people? I mean, you got big Fortune five hundred companies coming to you, sending you people, saying, "Look, help them out. They're not doing this because." Uh, you know, they just want to get rid of the people for a day or a week. <laughs> yeah. They're seeing, they're well, seeing I, their bottom line swell. You know, they're not doing it because they're, I mean, look, uh, yeah, they want to grow the people that are working for them so that they can ultimately grow the company. So right. what kind of, what kind of <laughs> yeah. stats for somebody that wants to send their people there can they expect to see? Well, I mean, we typically help a company get as much as a 43% increase in their revenue because what they're lacking is, is there, there's a, they have to get the prey drive activated first. And until the prey drive is activated, nothing happens. Okay. Then, then we teach them, then we teach them how to uh, explain their value at a higher level. Then we teach them how to generate leads. Then we teach them how to follow up and convert. Uh, Then we teach them how to extract more opportunity for current network. Then we teach them how to become people of interest. So some people latch onto concepts that I have created. Person of interest was a big book. For me, a million dollar follow up was a big book. Flip the switch is the new book. So some people will tell me, hey, I want you to come in and activate the prey drive. Hey, I want you to uh, teach us how to follow up and convert. Hey, I I want you to teach us how to how to how to prospect like a pro does. You know, so at the end of the day, I coach people on performance that has gotten into success schools for kids where where we teach the habits of the top one percent and supplementary training academies. That's probably going to be one of the biggest things that we do. Uh, it's gotten into uh, me building greatness factories. The first one is in Nashville where you work, learn, grow, connect. It's gotten into me on an insurance agency. It's gotten me into all kinds of things. Um, so I go out into the world and I go, how can I help people? And people come up and say, man, I'm struggling to do this. I'm struggling. I want to do this. And once I know a person's ambition, then I typically can help them. And interesting enough, a lot of successful people like you come to me because they want to package their intellectual property and they have a desire to teach or speak or coach or train or do boot camp. So you'd be shocked how many people, uh, a few weeks ago, I was working with the University of Kentucky's former head coach, the women's coach, because he wants to speak and coach. And I'm working with, uh, you know, a, 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 an insurance CEO that's got 20,000 agents on how to package up his intellectual capital. So I really work with people who have something valuable. They don't quite know how to package it. They don't know how to market it. They don't know how to monetize it. And then I've kind of built a team of little Navy SEALs around me who know how to do all of those things. Wow, man, that's that sounds awesome. Now, tell us about this the factory that you got and, and what are you guys teaching there? Um, how does that work and how does somebody sign up for that? Can individuals sign up or is it just for 
uh, you know, people that are bringing 20, 30 people at a time? No, it's actually a place. Uh, I had a vision when I was a basketball coach, when parents brought their kids to me, I would say, thank you for bringing your daughter to the greatness factory. And uh, I said, we're going to manufacture her greatness. So that stuck with me. And when I started my training business, I go, man, I'm going to build something really cool where people can work, they can learn, they can grow, they can connect. So this is like a little city. Uh, it has individual members. You can come there and, and work there and pay a monthly fee. You can have permanent offices there. It has a, a 146 person auditorium. It has podcast studios. It has a cool dining hall where you can take meetings and have its own coffee shop in there. So basically it's like a little city where you pay a membership fee, but here's the cool part. You get access to all of my coaching. So when wow. I'm in town, I'll lead sales, I'll lead sales rallies on Monday morning with all the companies there. So if you, if you had a worker on your team, you said, man, I want you to work the greatness factory and pick up deals and get capital. You have your own office there. You come in, you get access to all of my coaching. Anytime I'm doing a big virtual the events I'm doing and the auditoriums, uh, when I'm in, when I'm in town, we do sales rallies, all the members get access to this. So it's like going to work, but getting better while you're at work. So it's a place where not, it, it's, it's a place where you can work at. It has everything. I'm assuming you got green rooms there. You got the auditorium. Um, yep. and, and right now you're only in Nashville, right? That's correct. The first one is in Nashville. I, I purchased that uh, and, and completely building it out. So it should be ready. I'm going to say late spring of 2023. What's the footprint? What do you need for one of those? Uh, that one in Nashville is 8,000 square foot. It's three levels. Uh, I, 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 it doesn't have to be 8,000. It's just I bought that one primarily based on the location, uh, two blocks off of downtown Nashville, oh, right wow. in the heart of downtown where the energy wow. is. And so it's kind of one of those things is in the, is in the tallest building in downtown Nashville, the 505, the most exclusive building. So I went for location there, but it doesn't have to be that big. It could be, you know, as long as we get some of the key revenue drivers in there, shared space, permanent space, auditorium, some of the, cause as long as the cool factors are there, we could put them, we could put them anywhere, standalone, inside places, all those things. What, what do you, what do you think your demographic, you think you can go to top 20 or top 30 or top 50 cities? I mean, you know, it's interesting. That's an, that's an, that's an interesting question because I believe they would be good in the top 20 or 30 cities. I also think they could be good in what I would consider more mid-major markets like a Chattanooga, Tennessee or a Huntsville, Alabama. The top or 100. You places, think there's yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think they could be good in those areas because I think it could be easier to market, drive people to it. Obviously, the one in Nashville, people are coming to Nashville like crazy. And uh, I have a big lodge about 35 minutes outside of Nashville. It's where I'm at today. It's 8,000 square foot. It's got 23 acres. Uh, oh, I built beautiful. out a, a training room. I, got, I have a virtual studio here. And, um, you know, I basically have built this out as kind of a destination that people come and train. So, Bradley and I are doing an event here this Friday and Saturday where we got people coming in for a nine-figure brand builder boot camp. So I do boot camps oh, here. Oh, man, that's amazing, brother. Yeah. Now, how many so people it's fun. This is the way I like Yeah, how many people do you have at your boot camp? Typically, these are small, high-ticketed boot camps. So uh, 30 to 50, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, typically three to 10,000. And uh, it's on very specific things, okay? So... Like this, I partner collaborate with a lot of people to do those here. And then we sell them all over the world. And it's actually my preferred way to coach people 
because I can have, you know, spend intimate time with people for two days. And then the lodge experience makes it cool. We have lunch and dinners together and breakfast together. And it kind of makes mm -hmm. it for just a really, really cool experience. Yeah, man. I'm uh, actually a couple of my partners are with the elective. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I'm joining that. That's yep. with Robert Kiyosaki and Kim McElroy. Um, and oh, yeah. get amazing, you know, they get to go spend time with them guys and they're like, man, some of the, it's the, it's the network. It's really the network. And, um, yeah. you know, so you talk about earlier about, so when I went bankrupt in 2013, I came out of bankruptcy. 2014, mm -hmm. um, me and my partner, we bought 28% of all the multifamily that traded in Cincinnati. And people say, well, how, you know, I don't have credit. I don't care what you don't have. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Do you know anybody that has credit? I don't have money. Do you yep. know anybody that has money? And so when yep. you go to those boot camps, you're going to meet people that have everything except time. And so when you go to these yep. boot camps, you know, if you can provide a solution that can make people money, man, it's, you know, man, they're worth their weight in gold, brother. So I'm with you on them. How would people sign up for that? I mean, is there is there a vetting process? Yeah, basically go to coachbird.com and click on boot camps. A lot of those are public boot camps. Okay. You know, the price the price points kind of weed people out who are not serious. So uh, thegreatnessfactory.com, you can see what's going on at the Greatness Factory. Uh, coachbird.com, you can see what's going on in my boot camps. And, you know, if there's something that you like, I do boot camps here. People really like person of interest, the Michael Burt School of Speaking, Coaching, and Writing. Uh, I do virtual. I'm doing a virtual boot camp with Tim's Story, a virtual event coming up in November <coughs> that are low-ticketed events. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to engage all the way from something that's 97 bucks all the way up to something that's, you know, 10000 bucks or 100000 bucks. Yeah, so I feel like you, people like me, we are the new education system. There's no need to go to college for four years anymore if, you're, if your purpose is to come out and be financially secure. Now, if there's other things you want to do, I think that college, you got to go there for that. But, um, man, that's, that's great, Coach Burt. Um, that's amazing, and I would love to hear more about, are you going to franchise your concept? You know, we're looking at, everything I, I think it would almost have to be franchised to control it i don't think you could go licensing we initially looked at licensing people were coming to me wanting to license the concept i originally spoke with uh mentioned this at 10x in 2018 in mandalay bay at 10,000 people i originally that's where i originally showed it up on the screen i said this is where i'm going and we literally had calls from all over the world wanting a greatness factory the next week it just it was too early in the process we didn't have the concept uh, fully out so i think we would have to franchise it or we'll raise the capital and i'll open up a fund that people can buy into the whole concept no different than we work or no different than uh some of the other concepts that's gone big yeah i got one of them we works and i was thinking it's like that on steroids because people are just going there but if they're getting your coaching and they can go in that auditorium every week and you're on a zoom brother that is that's game changer right there you know that's like yeah, all right I man we're gonna we're gonna go in here. We're gonna get our coaching session, and productivity is up forty two percent this week. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I got a yeah, good buddy goal, of mine. Man. Oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I'll say that's the concept. Yeah, come and get better, man. Come yeah, I got up. a good buddy of mine that owns a franchise company. Uh, if you want to speak to somebody, yeah. he's an amazing guy. He's out of Cincinnati, and he's one of those yeah. guys. He he started a company and sold it to a private equity group, and then um, 
He just bought a Chevrolet dealer. He just does everything. But he actually, mm. you know, he went and um, he started a, a franchise up. His buddy did, and he took that out, and he said, I'm going to have 50 of these in a year. And I called him, and I said, man, did you hit your 50? He said, we're at 240. And I'm just blown wow. away at how quick he knows how to scale and grow these franchises. Um, and then he had, and then yeah, he got another one. It's called Buzz Bull Creamery Ice Cream. I don't know if you guys okay. heard of that yet, but he just got um, franchised in every Kroger in the country, I believe. And he had to go get legislation wow. passed so that they could have alcohol-infused ice cream. So if you're looking for a bulldog to grow that, brother, I know the guy. I'd love to connect yeah, you. I'd like, I'd like to talk to him and see the best path, what he thinks is the best path to take this thing. Yeah, he, he's, he's got everything, man. He can grow you quick, and really, it's, it's your baby. He's just there to help you along the way. Um, man, you're doing some amazing stuff, brother. Um, what is it that you feel like, and, and I know we hit on this a little bit earlier, but the one thing, the one biggest thing that you can tell people to help them flip that switch I think I think there's got to be something until you take the initiative to get in a room to to be open to anything closed off to nothing. Then what happens is you just kind of live a nominal life, and um, and I, I think regret can be a powerful thing if it causes a person to change. Well, you get to the end of your life and you have a bunch of regrets. It's, it's difficult to change at that point. So I see a lot of people that kind of just play under the radar, never do anything big, never pursue, prey drives never activated, kind of just living an average life. They actually resent a lot of people that live incredible lives. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but they could, they could, just like you, from where you came from to what you're doing, or me from being a, a high school basketball coach to doing this. I mean, it's available, man. It's available. And uh, there's no shortage. You can, you can go to the ocean and get a teaspoon or a 20-gallon bucket. The ocean doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Go get a 20-gallon bucket. That's a good analogy. That's a great analogy. So for those of you out there that are struggling, and I know a lot of you guys, man, I talk to a lot of you guys and say money is not that important to me. And, look, mm. I see you going out here working 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week to get something that's not important to you, man. Look, you guys got to quit telling a lie to yourself. Um, you got to change that generational thinking. Who better to do that than Coach Burt? Amazing. You got you got an amazing program, amazing book. Where can people get your book at, and when are you going to release that? Yeah, the new book is actually on Amazon now. Uh, oh, it'll it's be on out there. January. Yeah, it's well, on Amazon right now. Flip, you, flip that flip you, the switch. You, yeah, Michael Burt. Pre-order that book, and it's going to be coming out uh, January, I don't know, 2023. We're going to make a big push to try to make it a bestseller a Wall Street Journal bestseller, and uh, we got a good plan in place for that, but we really wanted to help as many people as we can. Let me know what I can do. I'm going to get that book. If you can get me a copy ahead of time, brother, um, I'll yeah. put it out to my audience and tell them what it's all about, man, because I'm a big believer, brother, in flipping the switch. Um, let me know what I can do to help you, man. I mean, I know you're out here touching many lives, and like you said, guys, the number one thing that people regret on their deathbed, you know what it is? It's not reading yeah. his book. No, it, listen, it is yeah. not taking more risk. They all say it. They're yeah. on their deathbed. Oh, man, if I yeah. could have just bought this property or, oh, if I could have just did this. But what keeps them back is fear of failing. And I can tell you yeah. that Michael Burt has failed many times. But you know what? He did not let that be his end game or his end story. 
because there is no success without failure. But failure is not a destiny that you are predetermined to land in. It is somewhere that you land because you give up. Michael Burton, I know that you encourage many people not to give up, brother. And we want to thank you so much for your time, brother. Encouragement. Thanks for listening to Lever Up Your Life. If you could do me a huge favor and go lever up my reviews, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate it. And if you guys want to keep the conversation going, reach out to me on Nate.Barger on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And get in our free Facebook group. we got over 200,000 members. B-R-R-R-R, invest. We'll see you in the next episode.